Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bullish on Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode two, with Professor Bruce and Coach Big Joe from B1 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So in our second episode, guys, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit uh, more about what we're about, actually, uh, starting out where we came up with the name. What's the significance behind being bullish on jiu-jitsu? Well, bullish is a term uh, used in the financial markets, um, and that's pretty much you're betting on on something to go up, right? Um so my mindset on the is is being bullish on life in general, being positive, having a positive uh, outlook, being positive to others. Uh, period. Just good vibes overall. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that's kind of the 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 small take on it. So it's it's more of a of a lifestyle, okay, a way of kind of viewing life. Um, and that's what we're about here, guys. Positive vibes, positive energy, good culture uh, that we want to cultivate here all around using this podcast. Um, like I was spe- uh, referring, <clears throat> speaking with one of my students earlier today, uh, you know, the goal of this podcast, we want to be able to reach people that might not be able to reach us, meaning, you know, any family or friends living outside the state that, you know, want to want to supplement their training with a little bit of, I guess, mental mental training, something to think about on their on their way to jujitsu, something to motivate them uh, to train hard. Uh, that's what we want our podcast to do for people. Anything anything from you today, uh, Coach Joe? Yeah. Um. So we 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 have uh, some input from from uh, from Facebook. You know, we post our podcast. We got some positive results, so that's good. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, uh, we asked for some questions, and uh, I think we, we, we narrowed down a few. Um, thanks for contributing to those. Um, so want me to give you a couple questions? Sure. Yeah, okay. we're, shoot, we're shooting from the hip today, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one, one that maybe, you know, special tips for people who are not average, age, size, gender, et cetera. So. Ah, average. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty open-ended because, you know, what's average to me or not average to me may be a little bit different. Uh, to Coach Joe um, and vice versa. So, you know, when somebody says not average, I guess you could say maybe somebody who doesn't come from an athletic background, maybe somebody who's changing up their lifestyle, um, you know, for lack of better terms, maybe a couch potato or somebody who's maybe not, you know, been very social in the past, you know, couple months, years, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, in jujitsu, I think it's a good, it's a good tool for life. Uh, you know, it, it teaches you a lot of great lessons. For example, you know, if you're having trouble speaking with others, you know, yeah, this is great for that. Yeah, having having you know, this be the topic of discussion is a great way to break the ice you know i mean even you know there's there's an age gap between coach joe and i um if it wasn't for jujitsu and i just walked across him at the grocery store would there be a chance of us stopping and having a conversation and then have it be a conversation that maybe we can bond over what's the likelihood of that happening but you know having jujitsu in common um you know allows us to to bond a little bit together, right? But even, well, let's say, you know, com- two complete strangers, it's my first day on the mat, you know, 
I see Coach Joe hanging out, stretching. I'll walk over to him, ask him a simple question. Hey, could, could you help me tie my belt? And then all of a sudden we start talking and we both, maybe we're both in the same career field, right? And that kind of breaks the ice. And then you replicate that outside of the academy. You replicate that with the next person. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a, you have a group of friends. Right? Yeah. I, I know for a fact that some people are introverted who had, who do jujitsu, who started it. And next thing you know, they're, you know, it's helping them break them out of their shell. Um, and, and the other thing I always mention is like when, if you go to a gym, like you might go to like, you know, LA Fitness, and you might work out every day, you know, five days a week, and kind of see the same people, but you might not have any kind of relationship with, with these people, but I, I know for a fact that in, you know, I've made some, you know, close friends, you know, we hang out together, and you, you generally won't see that other than kind of, you know, a sport that really makes makes you bond and understand each other. Yeah, and that's a good point, Coach Joe, because I mean, just, just today, this morning, I started out my day by by going to the fitness gym, and... I don't know, maybe it's the way that I look, how I carry my facial expressions, but I'm like, you know, very, very far in between my workouts to actually have a conversation with somebody there. Um, you know, because being a male, I mean, a lot of times it's, you know, you're in a testosterone-filled environment. You know, I feel like it's more people sizing up the next guy instead of, you know, saying, hey, good morning, how are you? You know, what workout are you doing today, right? I think everybody's kind of in their own in their own box. Yeah. Um, or wearing headphones. And, yeah, you know. or texting. Yeah. And, you know, you're not really minding the people around you. So I, I see that being a, high, a big contributor. I mean, especially, you know, we got, we got New Year's resolutions coming up here, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you know, with, with the, uh, the start of the new year. And... You have people starting out the fitness gym, and then within a week or two, they're gone. And, you know, part of it, yeah, maybe lacking, you know, just conviction to, to their goals. But part of it, too, it's if you walk into the facility and you don't have nice faces to greet you, uh, smiling faces to greet you, excuse me, you don't have, you know, people on the workout floor making you feel welcome, making you feel invited, I think that's a big deterrent, and that's something that we try to to steer away from here. We we try to get everybody, no matter how introverted you are, uh, no matter how maybe reserved you've been, like we try to kind of get the best out of you. I, I get it; not everybody's like that, but I want to say most of the people that come into jujitsu, you know, they're looking for that community. You know, some don't come out right and tell you, but I can I can see it through how they react you know, to somebody talking to them or even giving them a compliment. Hey, man, you know, you, you know, it's your first day. You did a great job tying your belt. You know, that yeah. that can really change somebody's perspective and, and have them coming back, uh, you know. Uh, sometimes, uh, you, sometimes you even see uh, guys at the gym who, aren't, who can't train or are just out for a little bit, but they'll come by and just hang out and, you know, say what's up to the guys and just watch the class and, you know co-mingle so it's uh you know it's really like they feel comfortable here it's like you know second home for some of the guys yeah and, and that's very important because what, what happens what happens from that is is you gain that discipline that you might not even known that you were seeking but having that you know that part that be part of your daily schedule again using the word discipline you know it's discipline takes over when it's like you feel guilty that oh man 
you know, I told Big Joe I was going to be there that evening or he's used to seeing me on Tuesdays and Thursdays and all of a sudden I'm, I'm missing because maybe I have a, a minor tweak. So I show up anyway, you know, and it's, you know, you end up getting those mental reps, which makes you, one, your jiu-jitsu better and two, lets you kind of de-stress a little bit. You got out of the house, maybe you didn't roll, but hey, you got to see, you know, you got to see your training partners and I think that's a big, that's a big key. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to, to, to chime in, you know, past, you know, pre, pre-COVID, you know, you had, you've had for almost two years, a lot of people that, that were, you know, either behind the screen, you know, working from home, all that stuff. And I, I can tell you from, I'm an outgoing person, but during that time period that we weren't really mobile or doing too much, I feel like, you know, it took a toll on my social skills a little bit, you know, yeah. being in jujitsu, like, yeah, this is my, you know, this is a, a place that, that I frequent every day. Uh, but I caught myself uh, feeling out of my element over the weekend, you know, being at the mall. And that's something that I'm like, you know, as social as I am, as upbeat as I am, I'm like, man, I'm like, that really skewed my, my psychology a little bit. So I'm like, I can only, I can only, you know, think how, how much of an effect that's had on people that not only went through this, but now are work are still working from home. That's me. Yeah. And not seeing, you know, not seeing other faces, right. you know, not knowing right. how to, how to assimilate in a group of people. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell my kids I don't want them to work re- remotely their first jobs, you know, uh, because it's important to see people face to face, you know, and pick up, you know, social cues and, uh, you know, work with other people. And uh, the same thing with, uh, you know, obviously when you're doing uh, jujitsu, you're you're really um, getting real personal with people and, and I, I personally like to know like what people I ask them what they do and you know where they went to school and I, and I think for most part I could tell like almost everyone here like eventually I'll know you know if they have family they have kids what their jobs are blah 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 but it's part of it and that's why like you know I come I come here and um, and enjoy it no it's 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 a great way to break the ice but it's not it's not just small talk it's in a way you're you're seeing okay where can I where can I relate with this person right? yeah we, we I got. I got my air conditioner system installed by one of the guys who practice here. I know guys who've gotten jobs, several guys who've gotten jobs through each other, you know, like, hey, come work at my company, blah, 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 you know. And so, you know, it's, it's not, you'll never get that at, 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 you know, LA Fitness or whatever, Lifetime. But, you know, so it's, it's almost like a, a family, family atmosphere. Yeah. I know we kind of went a little bit, um, we kind of... I guess we kind of might have might have gotten a little bit off topic from the question, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, like I said, tips for somebody who's not average. I mean, if you're uh, if you're below average when it comes to social skills, <clears throat> I think we we got that point across. We're here for you. We're here to help you out. <laughs> you know, we're here to help you out, and that is one. You know, that is one of the biggest assets you can have. You know, I think you know one of our students was sharing with us. Public speaking is one of the most feared. Um, feared uh, professions out there, uh, but we, you know, we can if you if you can if you can get past that barrier. I mean, look at Tony Robbins. You know, right. that completely changed his life. And the reason I use him as, an, him as an example is because what he speaks with his clients about these are all traits that he learned in martial arts. I didn't you know? know that. Yeah. So go go back and and take a you know I think even five minutes of listening will 
you know, it, it'll seem obvious, like, whoa, you know, he's talking about the same thing that would make you successful in jiu-jitsu. I think that was part of one of the questions in there, Joe, was like, what can you do to be more successful when it comes to jiu-jitsu? And it's just that, you know, being being consistent week in and week out, mm-hmm. even if it is twice a week, you know, but if you do that consistently right. for 52 weeks, which is a year, and then you do it for 104 weeks, which is two years, it's all, all of a sudden you'll see you see a dramatic, a drastic change, right? Yeah, I always tell people when you practice and you train, you're training with kind of the same people. So sometimes you're like, am I getting better? I'm, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm uh, really uh, advancing. I'm My belt's going up, you know, but when you when you really go against someone who's like just walked in the door for a state class and then you realize that you have, you know, this knowledge, this uh, skill now that really is, is you know, powerful, right? Um, and you could feel that you're 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 learn you are you are a, a good and getting better as a practitioner in yeah. there. And I, I had a question. So some of you may know, uh, Coach Joe had had a birthday the past oh. couple of days. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna you know, he's okay with me, but I'm gonna share <laughs> yeah. it anyway. He turned 52 this yeah. week, and yeah. so Coach Joe, I had a question for you because I know yeah. some of our listeners probably have this question. Okay, so. As a family man, like I said, recently turned 52. Right. Who, what is your ideal training partner on the mat? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I like guys because, <laughs> okay, so I'm a bigger guy. I'm a, probably one of the bigger guys in the school. So I'd like to go against guys who are, you know, my size or a little bit, um, you know, maybe a little bit smaller. But I, I don't really have any issues um, with anyone. But I also... I like to go, you know, like even today I'll go against a guy who's kind of new white belts or blue belts, and I like to feel how they're how they're going. I'll give them tips while we're rolling. Um, I like to coach them up and give them, you know, stay heavy, don't roll that way, don't pull me in this way, keep this grip, blah blah blah. I think it's part part of my nature of just helping helping people. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not here to win medals and train for competitions as much you know maybe down yeah. the road but so, so you think so you think somebody maybe your size maybe a little bit smaller mm-hmm. age you think has anything to do with it um age have you, have, uh, you, have you felt the difference between rolling with a 20 something versus a 40 something there, there's definitely a, a difference but you know i gotta i gotta i gotta just adjust you know uh like my game my game is more i i like the gi because mm-hmm. to me the gi is uh, more more technical and you could actually slow it down a little bit and there's more attacks, um, but yeah, I think that's you know the, the guys who are you know mid mid to bigger size and who you know, the upper belts. Those are my okay. those are my guys. And how, how do you feel like for example for those of you that don't know I'm 150 pounds, right? So Coach Joe rolling with a smaller featherweight, light feather, even maybe a rooster weight uh, <laughs> training partner. How does that does that force you to change the speed that you that you train at? Does it does it impact you? Does it overwhelm you? Does it tire you out? What What do you? Yeah, it's it's a, a usually you guys are 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 way ahead of me. I'm before I could even do the move. You guys are kind of thinking ahead of me, so I gotta. Yeah, that's where I'll have to kind of slow down and then try to get an advantage of you know maybe getting on side control, getting on top, and that kind of thing. But you know, um, yeah, it's hard, and I, I've rolled with Bruce several times, and it's terrifying <laughs> because of this this guy who's half my size you know i gotta watch every i have to watch every move i do you know if i if i leave something loose my arms out you know he's gonna 
take advantage of it because of all the experience he has, which is awesome because it shows you that someone, and I always tell this story, I go, you know, guys are like, oh, I can't triangle you, Joe. You'll, you'll, I'll never be able to because you're too big. I go, Bruce triangled me. So if he could do it, anyone could do it. You got the technique and you could do it. You, you, you'll, you'll eventually learn how to tighten that up and, and how to do it. So it's not, yeah. it's not size. And I think, I think a question that, that a lot of people have a question that a lot of people have is with you being like I said, recent, uh, recently turning 52, do you think that should be age should be something that would hold you back from getting onto the mat? Like, let's say, you know, you you had the chance to start jujitsu today, mm-hmm. white belt at yeah. 52. Right. Would you still do it? Yeah, yeah. The, the the bottom line is, is like this. This has like if if you saw me, kind of eight years ago, I was, uh, you know, maybe uh, a little bit heavier, but a lot fleshier, bigger, mm-hmm. fatter, or, yeah. right, whatever it is. Um, this has you know made my body composition change. Has made my my health. You know, just getting around, getting just getting up off the ground is a big thing. You know, like most guys. You know, you're not falling and getting up and training and and doing all that stuff. And I would, I would, I recommend everyone to to do it to because it's it's harder to convince people who are older, like, hey, this is gonna change your life. This is gonna it's like the fountain of youth, really. Yeah. And plus, I, I like hanging out with the guys. You know, even though, I mean, this weekend I hung out with them and all generation. Mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, what, gen. Uh, <laughs> millennials <laughs> but uh, it was it was great times you know we all bonded and had a little fun so um yeah i, I can't complain and i think all the other guys who are like my age eric and other guys are all we, we we really enjoy our time here and i god we get lucky that we found it yeah and that's one thing you know i try to sh- i mean i'm i'm very passionate about that like kind of what joe just shared with you because you know anybody i feel like can take a motivated you know teen young 20 something and help them get onto the podium you know so on and so forth but like like giving people the ability to say hey at 52 i can still do jujitsu like i can still you know move around in there with somebody who's half my age right and that's that's true i don't think we i don't think we take you know, we, we don't take, we kind of take the thing, like the small things for granted. Like Joe said, being able to get up off the ground, you know, how many, how many people do you come across your aunts, uncles, grandparents that, you know, once they sit, I mean, even on the couch, it's like, they need all this assistance to get up. And we're talking about people in their fifties, right? Early fifties. Mm-hmm. And here I got people in their fifties that move around like it's, not a big deal which is awesome um you know i had a kind of going off of joe's what joe was, was sharing here with us i had a, I had a gentleman who who because of his age was was a little was cautious maybe nervous um or you know he said he was he'd be too embarrassed to be in there with with the group classes um but he was able to you know he was he was able to do private lessons and he did private lessons with me for a couple months until he was retired, so he's like, hey, you know, I'm moving back to my hometown. But I said, hey, if you do this, like, you have to promise me you're going to stay with jiu-jitsu because you know you've seen it, you've experienced it with me, what you're capable of, and you know what a good academy can provide for you. I'm like, I want you to find that same thing in your hometown, and I want you to keep training. You know, 
and uh, and I'm and, I mean this has no benefit for me. I just wanted because I wanted to see him be healthier. I wanted him to, you know, he was already a happy guy, but I, I think that that jujitsu was gonna contribute that to him, right? So, you know, a year and a half passed, and I and I saw him once between that, but he finally came back to me, and I couldn't believe who walked in through my front door. Uh, my student Frank, I couldn't believe who walked in through the door because he looked twenty years younger, like just physically, his shoulders. Uh, his posture, the way he was walking, he did not look like a gentleman of his age. And I, I'm not going to say his age right now because I don't want to, you know, if he's listening to this, I don't want to add years on if, if that was if that's not his, his age. But, um, you know, we talked about that before he left. And I said, Frank, man, you look great. And and uh, and not just not just because we just rolled and, and whatnot. And not only that, on the mat, he was he was an, he was phenomenal. He was an animal. But just his his physical appearance he looked healthy um and i can tell you i mean he was retired right so he's at least older than 59 and a half that's the retirement age around here but um you know this guy is on track to one day become a black belt i mean if he keeps training and i'm you know because of this i'm i'm gonna reach out to him if he keeps training and i think he does because both his sons train as well um if he keeps training like you you will see him in the future be a black belt you know, I think right now he's still a blue belt. Um, so, you know, he's got a couple more belts to go. But, I mean, if he stays true to himself, I mean, that's that's excellent. So be able to say, hey, I'm in my 60s and I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt, I think has even more pride than saying I'm a 20-something that's a black belt. Because at 20-something, you're young, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're young, you have youth on your side, you have a lot less responsibilities, um, you know, so yeah, making it into the gym a couple of days a week consistently for X amount of time, it can be done. But I think it's a lot harder when you have body parts that might be aching you. But I'm like, at the end of the day, those same body parts are going to hurt you if you're on the mat or if you decide that you just want to be a couch potato for the next 15 years or until, you know, we have to rush you to the, uh, to yeah. the hospital or whatnot, right. you know? And I did see, I did watch this uh, Netflix special about people who live to a hundred and stuff like that. And basically, it was just staying active. You know, it was not it, w- it wasn't like rocket science. It was little activity, of whether it was gardening or exercise and, and community and that kind of stuff. Decent diet, but that's it's a secret. So to me, I'm going to be doing this until forever until I can't. So that's 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 I've made that decision already. Uh, so you know, I look forward to the future, but it's definitely helping. And and, and the funny thing is, if I talk to People at the gym, I could go down a list. I could grab five guys and be like, why did you start jujitsu? They might be, oh, I just want to learn it. But almost per- every person has lost weight and gotten better shape, whether that was their goal or not. But I don't, to me, I don't personally think a lot of people come in here and be like, I want to get in shape. They just want to learn jujitsu, right? And then that's just an after effect of this awesome, you know, weight loss. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, I, that's one thing I ask people all the time when they come in through here. Hey, what, you know, what? What got you interested? What got you motivated in jujitsu? And I do get, you know, 50-50 is, you know. UFC my... like us? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, I'm getting that response less and less now yeah. uh, because we're seeing a whole new group of people, which motivates me because when I first started out the academy 10 years ago now, um, and even before then, like, that was majority of the two, the two personalities that came in through my door were people who were fans, MMA fans, or people who had previous martial arts experience Mm -hmm. so as a lifelong as a you know as these lifelong martial artists like you know they might have mastered the black belt in karate taekwondo but now they want to continue to pursue 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So they come in and that's and that's what that's what that's who was coming in at first. But now you fast forward to today, my 620 class, which is my, you know, my earlier fundamentals slash basics class, half half the group in there was, you know, was was mothers of of, of youth students that train here. Awesome. Yeah. Right? That's and awesome. and and the other half of my group was I had purples, brown belts in that class, you know, and this, again, it's, I, I, I put it on a schedule is a basics class, you know, uh, bare bones. And that class had just as much color as my all levels class right. belt, belt wise. But like I said, the two things, the two that stuck out to me the most, yeah, I had it to white belts in the class. Cause that's, you know, that's what, who, who that class is geared to. But not only did it have like the people that were in there, like the, like I said, the, the moms, you know, the mm-hmm. moms, they just don't make excuses. They come in here. They have a good time. And after the class, Joe, I think you came in early today so we were able to see it. Like six ladies were just hanging out on the side of the mat, just having girl talk. Awesome. Man. Having girl talk. And that just goes to show, again, the community, the culture that that the, that that not only do we have here at, Brazil, at B1 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but the new student that's coming in through the door. Yeah. Right. Sure. And I mean, I think everybody needs Jiu-Jitsu, but man, if. If I see my mom training jujitsu, I can promise you that's going to motivate me to train even harder, <laughs> or even yeah. or even start training if I'm not training already, right? Right. And I I don't know, gentlemen. I mean, from a from a male standpoint, you know, if my lady's training jujitsu, like I'm going to want to train jujitsu, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the best way to bond, you know, from a relationship standpoint. I think it's great. Um, it's healthy. It's healthy. I mean, we, we say we've preached on this throughout today's session, but. Um, like I said, I mean, just seeing that on the mat today was, was excellent. And that's what brings me joy, you know, seeing these people change, transform, um, you know, gain these new skills. Like, I mean, I'm to the point now where I'm learning stuff. You know, I ask, I'm the one asking Big Joe, Coach Joe today the questions, right? Because I want to know, I want to, I want to know, this is important to me. Why? Because I want to understand somebody who's a grappler who loves jiu-jitsu, but not only is Coach Joe older than me, but he's got a different body type. So I have to know that. Like, for example, if we go back, you asked me that question, like, who do I like to train against? Well, I don't mind training with anybody. I mean, everybody here knows that that I train with the smallest person on the mat to the biggest person on the mat. Right. You know, jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu. Um, in competition, I love doing the open weight. I, You know, when I get the bigger guy on the opposite side of the, of, of the competition mat, what do I have to lose at 150 pounds, right? And, and you know, my students here know that's those are the tournaments that I've had or the divisions that I've had some of my best success and some of the best stories have been competing against these guys that, you know, seem like David versus Goliath matches, right? And when you get those wins, you see how the, how the crowd reacts to you. Have, you know, they don't have to be on your team and even know who you are, support you, but when... When they see, you know, the smaller guy take the W, like it's it, it's it's really something that enlightens the entire venue. Um, so I I like competing against big guys, but in in the academy, I would say kind of like Joe, I like going against guys my size. I don't mind quickness. I don't mind, you know, guys with an overly aggressive game. You know, I actually prefer it because more openings for me to be able to to gain advantage on. Right. Um, and that's something professor Christian has, has, has preached with me in the past for get me to slow down until finally one day, um, it clicked. So my game has, you know, completely changed. So I try not to, not to make those, 
those mistakes, but I love it when I have, I mean, it's a common, it's a common, you, you watch high level adult black belt lightweight matches and those guys are moving at a hundred miles an hour. Right. Cause they, you know, they have the, they have the, the athleticism for it, but even myself at 36, you know, I don't move like that anymore. I'm very pressure oriented. Um, and I, I take great pride in that because at 150 pounds, if I can 10 X my body weight, which seems like outrageous, right. Um, but you know, I say 10 X because that is my goal when I'm on the mat is I want to weigh 150 pounds times 10, you know? Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to do quick math out there, right. um, <laughs> that's my goal. Um, but, uh, you know, past that guys, that's what we wanted to share with you guys today. Coach Joey, did you have, did you have anything that you wanted to, to leave us with? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, like if, if you're concerned about like, uh, you know, I feel out of shape, I feel too small, I feel too old, you know, your, your game will evolve and you'll, you'll, you'll know what works for you, what doesn't, what, what, positions to avoid and and that kind of stuff it's just it's just part of the learning and we're at a you know the school is is really good and and everyone's no one you know i've been here seven years and i you know i really don't have any complaints about anyone ever you know and maybe there are some guys who came here a little aggressive a little you know cocky or whatever but you know the jujitsu will will humble you humble you pretty quick and you're in a safe environment here to to learn so um yeah that's that's all yeah Thanks, Coach Joe. And, and that's true. I mean, sometimes jujitsu makes my job a little bit easier in a way because, yeah, it does It does kind of filter out people with, with the wrong intentions. And at the same time, if there's somebody who's looking for change, you know, jujitsu will help you with that because it's like you cannot be that kind of person on the mat because there's always somebody who's that much better on the mat. And, you know, you'll learn that quick. And... Jiu-Jitsu is not something that you can look at somebody and be like, oh, man, that guy's 240 pounds, 250 pounds of solid muscle. He's not necessarily the most dangerous guy on the mat. You know, the most sure. the most deadly training partner might be a 170-pound lanky guy with glasses on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have plenty of, of students here. You know, one of my one of the most impressive students I have here, he's my height. Um, he's my height. Started training a couple of years ago. Not somebody who who rolls, who spars too frequently during his white belt uh, uh, career, but um, you know, got his blue belt and started sparring more, and was really surprising a lot of people. You know, my stu- my student John, yeah. um, you know, he's originally from um, I'm probably gonna butcher it. I, I want to see one of the provinces in China. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very humble young man. Um, young still in his 20s but man has he really progressed um and like i said he the reason i use him as an example is because you know he's so kind he's such a genuine humble genuine person he doesn't have a big voice you know you wouldn't be you'd be very you know and when you roll with him like i said i've seen the look on people's faces like holy cow when they get caught in one of his arm bars so um so yeah that that kind of like i said that uh that filters out you know the 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 good from the bad right. and over t- 10 years that we've been in business guys we get all, we keep the good right and it's it's a snowball effect but i don't want to take i, wanna, I don't want to go too much longer guys um if you feel like you're able to benefit from this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on uh please give us a like share subscribe like i said that'll that'll help us get our word our message out to the, the jiu-jitsu community 
the beginners, the intermediate, the advanced, the young, the old. I mean, that's what we're here for. Okay, guys, we wanna we want to deliver this message. Jiu-jitsu is not a all-out fight club. It's a community. <laughs> it's a community of positive people that want to have a positive effect on each other. That's yeah, that's right, perfect, right, Coach Joe. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, looking forward to to getting this out to you guys, and uh, you know, we're uh, we're we're already planning episode three, guys. So we're really excited. We're real motivated. Uh, we put in some overtime tonight here to to get this message out to you, and uh, looking forward to to hearing back from you guys. All right. So enjoy enjoy the podcast, guys, and thank you for uh, tuning in to Bullish on Jiu Jitsu with Professor Bruce and Coach Joe. <laughs>